<laughs> but a putting contest with Mr. Hope. Can he putt too? Oh yes. Okay, well let him putt first. You uh, you got any money? <laughs> he knows. He knows. Wrap it right in there. Tap it right in. You've received all kinds of adulation. You also get hate mail. I hear you insist upon reading it. Why? Yeah. Well, it, um, it reminds me of what I have to try and do. Uh, as people know, golf has been a kind of elitist sport, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, it's kind of. Wasn't until six sport. years ago the Augusta National even allowed exactly. people uh, of color? A black member. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. And in the club, still practice that. And unfortunately, I've had to deal with that all growing up. I got kicked off of golf courses numerous times, uh, been called some pretty tough words to mm -hmm. my face when I was just even that old and it, it it's tough when you were two one two three four let's run that back let's run that back if you did not catch that let's run this back a little bit because a key question was said key words were said key words were then put back into the universe and I think it's time for us to analyze this the right way Miss kind of wasn't Close until six years ago the Augusta National even allowed exactly. people of color. A black member. Mm -hmm. Oprah says six years ago, this is during Tiger Woods winning, I believe, his first master. So this is like in 97, okay? So she says six years ago, which would be 1991, they didn't even allow people of color. Tiger then says black members. Pay attention to that. Why am I saying that? Why am I harping on that? Why does that matter on black equity? Pay attention. To try and do. Uh, as people know, golf has been a kind of elitist sport, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, it's kind of. Wasn't until six years ago the Augusta National even allowed exactly people uh, of color. A black member. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and in the club. So, six years ago, they don't allow a black uh, uh, people of color. He says a black member. So then that makes me wonder, maybe they do allow people of color, <laughs> but Tiger knows something we don't know. They just don't allow black members. So what do you do? What do you do when they don't allow black members? You call yourself brown. Still practice that, and unfortunately... I've had to deal with that all growing up. I got kicked off of golf courses numerous times. Uh, been called some pretty tough words to mm -hmm. my face when I was just even that old. And it, it it's tough. When you were two? One, two, three, four. I understand on up, your yeah. first day of kindergarten you got tied to a tree and they used the N-word. Oh, yeah, did. tied to a tree. Um, called a monkey and a, and, and a nigger. Oh, yeah, big uh -huh. time. And then rocks thrown at me. I was bleeding when I came home. Really? Yeah. Let's talk about those Nike ads. Tiger's uh, first Nike ad caused quite a sensation. If you didn't see it, we have just a small excerpt from it. Here, take a look. To make sure that we understand that he truly is part of our community, they tied him up. They called him monkey. This begins the process of him saying, wow, being black isn't what I want to be. Being black isn't what he wanted to be. Because the the... The things that come with being black, a black male in this society, a black woman in this society, although black itself is just a concept, it's just a construct of society. 
There is no such thing as quote unquote white, black, green, yellow. It is what we interpret and categorize within our own minds in order to understand how humans understand each other within this society. But since we are in this society, we have to understand in which the way people interpret each other. So since we are playing within this game, we are, we're going to have to pay attention to the languages used. You can't just turn your eyes off of it and not see it. You're going to have to pay attention to what is really in front of you. So in this fake society, there are real issues. And one of the real issues is people viewing your skin color and basing uh, the way they treat you off of it, strictly on that. That is facts in this society. Now, you could choose not to play that game. You can choose to go somewhere where that won't matter. Maybe move to a country where your black skin won't matter because everything else around you is black. Yes, you can do that. But there will always be something in a society that people use to separate you from them. It could be money. It could be status, it could be celebrity, it could be skin color, it could be a lot of different things. And what we are talking about today on black equity is someone who is distancing themselves from their blackness. Lindsay had finished and I had walked up to the top. I still had my mask on, so no one knew who I was um, trying to trying to blend in because there's not a lot of brown dudes at, at ski races okay so yeah I mean you hey if we, we, we blend in won't we yeah so that, that was the whole idea of why, why, why I wore the mask not a lot of brown dudes at, at ski races I don't know about you but if I'm in that seat and somebody's talking to me and I want to make a joke about standing out. I just would never call myself a brown dude. And I am brown. Many people would say Man, you're, you're more brown than you are, quote unquote, black. Once again, black is just a, an idea. I grew up watching black athletes dominate their different respective sports. I watched black civil rights leaders standing up for what was right. I watched so many people within our culture do great things. I've also watched people within our culture do bad things. I've seen the criminals. I've seen the liars, the backstabbers. But I've also seen that on all sides. I've seen great white athletes, and then I've also seen criminal white people. So there's no... The, to me, there's no, well, because you're black, then you're automatically just a great person. And just because you're white, you're automatically a great person. It, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. It all comes down to that individual person and their character. So I don't ne I never run away from being black because if 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 me being black or identifying myself as black causes you pause, then that tells me everything I need to know. I lead with it. Hey, I'm DJ. I'm black. Thank you. And then if, if, if you get all bent out of shape because I said I was black and I and, and then you want to ask me to cut my hair and do all oh, that, that's a you problem.
That sounds like a problem. I can't even take it personal. (laughs) I don't take it personal at all. You're revealing yourself. I'm simply just being me. So why would I sit there and say, yeah, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to hide when you're a brown guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, I can't control how everybody else thinks. I can't control how everybody else thinks, but it's just weird to me that you sat on Oprah. Now, we know Oprah has a history because we have studied this of sitting down with famous black, (laughs) famous black artists, entertainers and everything else in between. Okay, she has a history of sitting down with famous black figures in our society and somehow Somehow she always finds a way to get the black soundbite. She makes sure she gets it. And for many of us, we always thought, well, that was good. She did that. I'm not going to make this episode about Oprah. We'll get to her later. I'm sure her and I will have a couple of conversations in the very near future. But she asked and she said, yeah, they, they weren't letting people of color in. They weren't letting people of color in to the masters. This is right after he wins the masters in 97. Okay. This is the big interview. Everybody's tuning in because he's a black athlete and, and he's dominating a quote unquote white sport. And so now he's qualifying his blackness and he says, "Nah, they wouldn't let black, black people in, not just people of color. Huh. (laughs) Why would he say that? Why does it matter that she says people of color, which would be every shade? He then says black. Does nobody catch that? Is nobody watching what's going on? Why does it matter? Because if you can take away my identity to where we could come to some type of an agreement that allows me to play within your sport and to play your game, then I'll feel a lot better about myself because I get to do what I love and then you can identify me as whatever you want. I'm not black. (laughs) I'm brown. Oh, yeah, I'm brown now. That's why he's saying, hey, it's hard to stand out for a brown dude. I just could never fathom the word brown coming out. What would I have said? What, of course, I'm not Tiger, right? I, I'm not part Asian, part black, and any other uh, part that he may have. So I get it. I'm not him. I raise my hand and I, I can see that point. I'm just trying to put myself in it, knowing the experiences in which I've experienced, even if I am him. If they've tied me up, called me monkey, this is what Oprah is telling him. He agrees. I don't know if that really happened or not. I can only operate in which the truth in which is presented to me. I wasn't there for the the tree and the monkey and and the the word nigger. I have been called a nigger. That's how I know I'm black. Now, let me let me say what, what that means. In this society. I'm proud that people came after me because of my skin color. I got tougher. I got stronger. Oh, you got a problem with me because of my skin color? How dumb are you? 
You're the idiot, not me. But it takes a, a strong mind to do that. See, a weak mind would say, oh, oh, don't please don't make fun of me. Don't do that to me. What do I have to call myself? What do I need to be for you to accept me in order to, in order to fit into your society? We don't want you to be black. We want you to be brown. Wow, really? That's all it takes? I don't, ha- I don't have to be black anymore. I can just be brown? I'll do that. I'll, I'll be brown instead of black. Because brown feels better and it allows me to play the game in which I love. That is what is in front of us here. And many of you are saying, it's just semantics, DJ. A lot of your podcast episodes are all semantics. But this is my question. This is my question for all the people that always say it's semantics and it's just a, it's just a, a flip of the word. If it's just semantics, if it's just a flip of the word, if it's the same thing, then why can't it ever be on the other side? How come when I talk to the uh, American descendants of slaves, that's what they call themselves. I would not do that. That's what they call themselves. And I say, no, you weren't American descendants of slaves. You're American descendants of humans who were enslaved. They would then say, DJ, that's semantics. It's the same thing. Well, perfect then. If it's the same thing, then let's call ourselves humans who were enslaved then. Well, we can't do that. We have to own our horror. But but wait, I thought it was the same thing. I say, hey, tiger, (laughs) I, I get the brown thing, but let's call ourselves black. Oh, it's semantics, DJ. It's semantics. It's the same thing. Well, awesome. It should be real easy for us to say black then. We can't do that, DJ. Well, why not? I thought it was the same thing. It's hard to explain. Right. It's hard to explain. And here I am on Black Equity Showing you what the real game is. Watch the people that say that's just semantics. And when they say it's just semantics and it's the same thing, but then if it's the same thing, they will never say it's the other thing. If it was the same thing, then how come the other thing is so hard for you to say? Why is it so hard for the American descendants of slaves to say they were humans? I have not, I've never seen one person say they were humans. What is so difficult about that? Were they not humans? Because, see, if they admit that they were humans, the whole argument goes down the drain. And they know this. And see, if Tiger admits that he's black, his whole argument goes down the drain. And so what they do is they use, they use semantics. They are using semantics to cover for themselves. And then when I say something, they say, well, that's just semantics. No, you semantic yourself. And all I'm doing is bringing you back to reality, to the real semantics of it all. The real meaning. What is semantics? What is semantics? Because that matters. Because Anybody who tells you it's just semantics has no idea what the word semantics actually means. They're just saying things because it sounds cute. And they heard other people use that catchphrase before. Just semantics. 
You have to understand what the definition of semantics is. Semantics is the branch of linguistics and logic concerned with meaning. Woo! Catch that. Catch the wisdom. So when someone says it's just semantics, you mean it's just the real meaning of something? (laughs) Are we catching that, y'all? You're telling, when someone tells me, that's just semantics. Oh, so it's just the logic concerning what the meaning of something is? Woo! (laughs) So take away semantics. And so when I say, hey, American descendants of slaves, you're not American descendants of slaves. If anything, you're American descendants of humans who were enslaved. They'll then say, well, that's just semantics. So really what they're saying when I say that is, hey, why are you concerning yourself with the meaning of what we're doing? Why are you concerning yourself with the meaning of our words? That's what they're saying. That's just semantics. No, I'm looking at the meaning of what you're saying and I don't like it. It seems a little fishy to me. Why would I call my ancestors slaves when they are fighting to never be that? Why would I not call them humans who were enslaved? And why won't you say the word human? Tiger, why won't you say the word black? Oprah, why are you trying to send cover and saying the masters didn't allow people of color? And Tiger corrected you and said, black people, because I'm brown. Now, he didn't say it in that interview, but you got to piece it together. He didn't physically say, well, they didn't allow black people. And then he and then follow up with, but I'm brown. He didn't say that. But when you start piecing interviews together. Oh, (laughs) the truth comes out. When you saw the undefeated uh, top 50 list of black athletes, the greatest black athletes in American history, um, you know, I don't want to see a gymnast on there, Gabby Douglas, no disrespect to you or Simone Biles. Uh, Certainly want to give you a a lot of love and respect for what you've accomplished in your illustrious young careers. Uh, But you don't want to see that. But you know what else you don't want to see? You also don't want to see an individual that doesn't want to identify themselves with their own blackness. And that's something that I brought up early in the show, and I'll reiterate it again when it comes to Tiger Woods. If you don't want to identify yourself with blackness and the plight that comes along with it, it doesn't take away from your greatness as an athlete, but it certainly doesn't put you above those who were willing to embrace it. Think about the level of respect that Muhammad Ali, Jackie Robinson, Hank Aaron, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Joe Lewis, Jesse Owens, the list goes on and on, even Serena Williams to a lesser degree. Think about what level of disrespect it would be to them, considering all the trials and tribulations they had to endure and ultimately overcome if we were to recognize somebody else who didn't even want to be identified as black above them. I won't do it, and neither should any of you. It's arguable that gymnasts should be in the top 50. So Stephen A. has a little explaining to do on that. I think if you're a top, top athlete in the gymnast world and you're black, and he's talking about the top 50 black athletes of all time, you know, he's saying, well, gymnasts I'm not too sure about. 
why not? Why would Simone Biles be in the top 50? I, I, you couldn't explain that one to me. So, Stephen, we're going to have to talk about that on a, a whole nother conversation. But then the second part of what he's saying is very important. Why would we celebrate an athlete for their blackness when they've distanced themselves from said blackness? I mean, this guy has distanced himself from the community for as long as we can remember. And I'm happy that he got his his master's. It's a great story for an athlete. And I'm not just turning it off and saying, oh, I banned him. I'm never watching. No, I watch Tiger. Tiger's cool. Get your get your masters. Get your money. What was the purse? What was what was the winnings? What is the black equity around the masters? Because that's important. <laughs> is nobody going to talk about what the purse was? Augusta National Golf Course. The winning purse was $11.5 million. Oh, those are some big numbers. I mean, those are numbers that may cause you to say, I'm not black, I'm brown. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a Steve Harvey joke sitting out there about how, you, how he'll change up everything for some money. I'm sure that's out there somewhere. So, $11.5 million. Hmm. Really, it's, it's, that's some equity right there. You can do a lot with 11.5. Now, after taxes and, and some other things, it may come down a little bit. And then the endorsement deals come right back on top of that. And then Nike had, a, Nike had an ad ready to go, just in case he won. Just in case. They, they've been ready for this comeback forever. Because, see, the greatest story in American history, especially in sports, is the rise, the fall, and the rise again. They may throw in one more fall for them. Oh, they, they love the fall. You know, I mean, you know how much people make money off the fall? Do you know how many people are sitting at the top right now that are waiting in the wings? They're waiting in the wings to watch the fall of certain athletes, certain entertainers, certain business people. They're just sitting there waiting for the fall because there's money in the fall. There's money in the rise. The game is, is the stock market. The game has always been a mirror reflection of the stock market. Whether it be personal brands or public companies, it's the game of the stock market. And when Tiger was down or going down, people made money. They got fat while Tiger was going down. And now as he's rising up, those same people may get fat again or maybe another group of people that are going to buy in to the stock of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a brand. They don't care about black or brown. Well, they do care. You know, it's, it's more marketable if you're brown than black, at least at a certain point it was. But now in this society, oh, it's cool to be black. <laughs> now it's cool. So watch a lot of people run back to the culture. Watch it. Pay attention. All the people that was backing away from being black because it wasn't socially acceptable that were calling themselves brown or saying, I'm not black, I'm OJ. All these people were saying what they had to say. All these people were pushing back 
all society saying, no, I'm not that. Accept me. Accept me. Please accept me. All those people are now going to run back to the culture because now it's the cool thing to do. It was always the cool thing to do, my G. It was always cool to just be yourself. The rest of the world will catch up. And if that means certain people don't want you to play in their golf tournaments, you go somewhere else and play somewhere else. Build your own tournament. But no, you got sold a dream that the Masters is the place to go. You got sold a dream that fitting into what they want you to do is is the the right thing because that's all you saw. So let's operate within that space. But imagine if you're the best golfer and you're not playing in their sport and you go play somewhere else. People are going to start asking questions like, why why don't you got the best golfer over here? And then you could stand up and say, hey, I'm not playing over there until they accept black people into their club. And matter of fact, I don't even need your acceptance. But you will take care of the people in this society since you want to have a good old boy network. That was never said. Nobody stands up for nothing anymore. We just we, we, we sit in silence and pretend as if nothing has happened. We pretend like not to see what is really going on around us. And we just say, oh, it'll take care of itself. What problem have you ever seen that if you just ignore it, it'll be fine? You tell me what that problem is. I would love to know what that problem really is that you can ignore. And, oh, it, it will all work out. Somebody asked that question the other day, and I can't think of one. You, th- you tell me. Send it in. Send it in to Black Equity Pod on Instagram. Tell me, has there ever been in the history of life a problem that if you ignore it, it will go away? I would love to know that answer. And so many people have been ignoring this. It has been ignored and ignored and ignored and ignored. We can't ignore it anymore. See, them fans out here in Hollywood, Hollywood will fuck y'all up. It'll get y'all twisted. Y'all know the dude that played in Green Mile? That big-ass brother that was in Green Mile, Michael Michael uh, Clark Duncan? I got a radio show out in L.A. He was my guest this morning. This son of bitch is huge. His arms, 23 and a half inches. He on the show this morning. We talking, so during one of the breaks, you know, he about to star in this new movie, Planet of the Apes. They got this movie coming out, and he one of the stars. And so somebody called in on the radio show this morning and got mad at the brother because he playing a monkey in the movie. Tell me, I don't think black people ought to put themselves out there like that. We need more positive role models. You playing a motherfucking gorilla. You know, I felt embarrassed for the brother because I put this motherfucker on the phone, you know. So I looked at Michael. I said, say, man, sorry about that. So off the air, I said, say, Mike, how much they paying you? It's just between me and you, dog. About ten million. Ten million. For four million, I'd be all the motherfucking monkey you can stand. I black people would be so embarrassed by my motherfucking performance, you'd be sitting up there just going, look at this big lip, son of a bitch. You ain't got to act like that much of a motherfucking monkey. 
taking shit off me looking at it? Be walking around that mother. I be digging in my ass. Motherfucker for 10 million kiss my ass. Motherfucker, I am a monkey. Motherfucker, I swing in on the vine to work. even know if he believes that that's what he's well, saying. First of all, we don't know what Tiger Woods believe. He's Camblinasian. He's not black. When he got arrested, he was black. He was listed as black on the report. So let's understand that Tiger Woods, that's the issue that the African-American community has always had because obviously from an historical perspective, you know, if one third of you has a darker hue, a darker pigmentation, you know, the bottom line is you are black and it is that simple. And you, you get it. And ain't even one third. I'm just throwing one that eighth. out there. What? That one eighth. Exactly. So what I'm saying to you is that Clearly, you are perceived as being a black man. And even though you didn't want to dis disassociate yourself from your mother's ethnicity, who was Thai, who was Thai, I believe, the bottom line is, is that that's the reason why he took that position. But black Americans haven't respected that for Tiger for quite some time. They haven't heard Tiger speak on a plethora of issues pertaining to having a social consciousness on many, many occasions. That is something that people have lamented as well. But as it pertains to this particular statement, again, I don't think I'm not going to take it as far as him conferring, as you would say, to respect the president itself, even though you're playing golf with him and all of that other stuff, you know, considering how divisive people consider him to be. What I'm saying is, I think as American citizens, I'm thinking about congressmen, I'm thinking about senators, I'm thinking about elected officials, I'm thinking about the checks and balances in our democratic society that we have in place to police and to check this individual. Not to mention the fact that you have people, not just in the media, but beyond. We have several avenues to bring the ire of our nation upon this man because of how we see him conduct himself. But in the process of doing so, we have an obligation to be responsible with our rhetoric and, and beyond. No, he and, has a greater responsibility. No, yeah, no he's one, failing no one's that question, No one's questioning But, but see, this is what I I'm totally thinking about Tiger that I don't I, like. I'm just saying I totally agree with you about what you're saying with first, uh, Trump's ultimate responsibility. Right. I'm, not just, I'm just talking about Tiger. Right, but here's what I don't he like about Tiger. Tiger, if you want to say, I respect this guy, say it. If you want to say you continue to socialize with him or you've socialized or played golf with him in the past or you won't say something negative or you won't stand up, say that because you like him or because you respect him. Say that. Don't try to play this shell game where you say, well, the office, it's not that, uh, that you have to respect the person, but you must respect the office because Tiger, then well, what you're saying without saying it, he's saying, but the office confers respect onto but, but, the person. Just, if not, it's a meaningless but, but, but statement. But you're saying that, but here's where I'm coming from. Max, I remember in 2000 when Al Gore went up against George W. Bush. And obviously, you know, the, the, don't get me started with how that went down and how George W. Bush ended up being the president of the United States. People were in an absolute uproar. And after a few days, the nation was called upon to respect our system, to respect what goes on in our country, how we handle it, and we were reminded of the democracy that we are and how things are cyclical. He, it ain't a dictatorship. He ain't going to be there forever. You can get him up out of there in four years if you want to. You can get him up out of there in eight years of a day, you know, at, at the most. This is how you look at things sometimes, and I think that if, we're called, if that's right, and if you're called upon to do that on many cases, because there's plenty of times where black folks have had a problem. With some of the things that are going on in our nation and some of the elected officials that ended up in office. And we were called upon to respect our society, to respect our democratic system and to respect the office, even while spewing 
vitriol at the individuals because it's of their actions. It's fine to say respect the office. I don't mind that. But That's the all way I'm saying. Tiger